Hello, and welcome to the Small Business Strategy Podcast, a business podcast series where we discuss business and marketing strategies, challenges, and the power of living your passion as a small business owner. Are you looking to learn how to create strategic action steps to build your business? That is what this podcast will help you do. My name is Jacqueline Farkas, founder of Social Marketing Boutique, and welcome to the Small Business Strategy Podcast. Welcome to the Small Business Strategy Podcast, a podcast where we discuss small business strategies, challenges, and the power of living your passion as a small business owner. Please welcome our guest, Nicole Cumberpatch. How are you, Nicole? I'm good. How are you, Jacqueline? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm wonderful. Um, Can you take a moment to introduce yourself to my audience and also your journey a little bit on how you became a business owner? Sure. Um, I'll try and make it short and sweet to the (laughs) point. Um, So uh, my background, just to kind of touch base, is in accounting and HR. I worked in accounting and HR for gosh, probably 17, 18 years. Um, So I'm dating myself there. It was straight out of basically college. um, And I kind of just worked accounting and HR and grew from there. um, Very ambitious. And I climbed the ladder quickly, but fairly. So I held low level roles. I've held executive level roles. um, And my background has, or I should say my specialty has been working with startups. So companies that were startup, one of the companies, the one that I was with for probably seven, almost seven years, when I started, let's say their revenue was like 6 million for the year. By the time I left, they were almost at 30 million um, for the year. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that was my second startup, I think I worked with. And then I've also worked with like small companies. Um, So that's kind of always been my thing. And I loved working for startups and smaller companies because I liked wearing multiple hats. That's kind of, I like doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, even though I went to school for accounting. So fast forward, I have my son and um, that was in 2017. And then everything changed. And the reason why that correlates to me becoming a business owner um, is I say everything changed because I struggled with postpartum. You know, here I was this businesswoman who was VP of finance and thought I had everything under control. And then my son came and it was like, yeah, nope. And I, it was hard to figure it out. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to ask for help. I didn't know how to say, well, you know, can I have flexible time? No, I held a high level position and they were like, you're coming back, right? And I'm like, of course, yes, I'll be back. Yep. Three months when I probably should have taken six, nine, whatever it should have been. Yeah. And really, truly from 2017 till now to really, really 2021 has me been trying to find myself in that. So I left that employer went to work for um, actually a university that was my alma mater, FAU. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it. They had great benefits. And it was great to come from like this very high level, intense position to kind of like, you know, like, hey, I'm here. Um, And it's what I needed. But then I got bored very quickly. And I'm like, okay, I have to find something in between something that allows me to utilize my strengths, but doesn't come with all of that stress. Um, And ever since then, that was probably 2018, I was at FAU till 2020. It's been a whirlwind trying to figure out where I belong, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, Of like what I'm going to do. And then COVID hit, unfortunately. And unfortunately, the two employers I had, you know, they tell you what's the like in times of tragedy, you really know people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really got to see the owners for who they were. And it wasn't very nice. You know, they didn't allow for the flexibility 
I was told certain things, even though my son's school had closed. And I'm like, yeah, no, look, I'm going to be 40 years old in a couple of years. I have worked too hard. I am a dedicated employee. I'm like, something has to give. So I, I left my employer in February. I say I left corporate, put that in quotes. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me do this myself. And if not doing it for myself, I'll look, I'll wait and spend the time to really vet a company and make sure that if I'm going to work for you, you have to understand that these are, these are the things that are important to me. And I will be a, a great hardworking employee, but we have to meet halfway. Right. Can you tell um, so, us, yeah. sorry, can you tell us a little bit um, how that transition was for you, you know, at that time that you were let go, you know, what were you thinking at that time? Were you thinking of starting a business like in that? Well, actually, we, frame, or? She, it's kind of like a layoff, but we kind of right. like, mm-hmm. like she was like, oh, well, she, and I'm, I didn't fight it. It yeah. was like, okay. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I don't, I shouldn't have to walk on eggshells because my son's school closed because someone has COVID. Like, I'm not trying to party. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm in my twenties who had a hangover or I had a flat tire or whatever little BS, like my son's school closed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was told I would get a raise and I didn't. So I say that to say, I didn't fight. I was like, you know what, this, you're right. It's not working. Like, let's just go. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, well, maybe you should take your time. And I said, yeah, I said, I am because I just jump into things too quickly. And I realized, and to all your listeners out there, that aren't business owners, or maybe you are, but you to advocate for yourself. And that was really, truly the beginning of me learning to advocate for myself because I had realized in these positions, I never advocated for what I wanted. I think we're mm-hmm. so conditioned to think they need you, or I'm sorry, that they're making it seem like you need them as an mm-hmm. employer, which of course, yes, they're providing income in this, but they're paying you that for your expertise. So they need you as well. And I had always known, even if I was ever be a business owner, this is before even thinking I would be a business owner. Mm. Like the way I would want to be treated is the way I would treat my employees. And if you have dedicated employees, treat them well, because studies show the amount of time and energy it takes to replace that person. It's not worth it. So I never That's understood so why, why employers just didn't do it right with the first one. I, I, I could never understand. Um, so yeah, so I say that advocate for yourself. So I said, you know, I'm going to advocate for myself. I'm just going to be straight up when I go on interviews and be like, look, I need flexibility. I need this. If I need to come on a Saturday, I will. But if I also need to leave early on a Friday or Monday, you have to give it to me too. Mm -hmm. Right. So come March of 2021, I told my husband, I'm going to do this myself. Um, so he's like, okay. And I said, you know, what if instead of me helping one small business owner, I help multiple, I said, you know, that's my strengths. And I have I am kind of like that unicorn because sometimes people just know accounting and they don't know anything else or they just know HR. I come with knowing a little bit of everything and working with startups and kind of seeing it from the beginning and growing within and interviewing people, conflict mediation, doing payroll, doing taxes. So I was like, no, I'm pretty badass. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to advocate for myself and say, I can do this. And from March until now, it has been... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a whirlwind, but it's been amazing. I invested in myself. I joined the local chambers. Um, amazing. And yeah, it's just grown exponentially. I think I, ha- I have two clients, one full-time client that I advocated my for myself for. We negotiated. Um, and that's a, I have a three-year contract with them. Mm-hmm. And then wow. another one that I help, I'm like her business manager. And then I'm about to interview another one to possibly be to be a client of mine. So would you say, you know, for these clients that you've uh, taken on, do you play different roles for each of your clients? Or is it a similar? Oh, that's a good question. Different roles. So the one that I have the three year contract for, I'm their bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. And it's funny enough, I went in with the intention, I was still applying for jobs, because 
I don't know, it's the hard worker in me. I'm like, look, I, I need to make, um, I knew it was going to take time to grow a business and I, I wanted to make money and I, I don't, yeah. didn't want to have the patience. So I was like, what if I kept, you know, applying for jobs, but I found that one company that could let me do all these other things. And we have a mutual agreement. So my husband's like, yeah, all you have to do is ask, right? That's all you have to do. And they can say yes or no. So I went in for this interview and we talked and they, for a position, for a full-time position. And we talked and, you know, we had a good rapport and I could tell what they were looking for. And they're like, well, we really can't give you that flexibility as an employee because we have other employees. So then I just threw it out there and I was like, well, what if I was your contracted bookkeeper? Mm. And they said, well, we've never had one. And I said, well, do you have a contracted CPA? And they said, yes. I said, well, why not a bookkeeper? So then from there, they didn't say no. They didn't say yes. Anyway, it took about three weeks, um, three to four weeks. We met in July and I didn't start to like mid-August between them saying yes. And then we came to an agreement. They came back with an initial amount. And I said no. And I went back. And so, yeah, so to answer your question, yes, they're two different. This one is a contracted bookkeeper position amongst other like admin stuff I do for them. But again, mm-hmm. it's a three-year contract. I have steady income coming through, Yeah. but I can basically choose my schedule. We agreed on how many hours they wanted me to work, but I didn't have to like worry about if I need to leave. They know like today I had a meeting and I'm like, I have a committee meeting. They're like, okay. Right. Yeah. And then my other one, I'm like her business manager. So that started out as a virtual assistant position because I will tell your listeners, sometimes you have to kind of not start from the bottom, But when I came on this journey, there was an opportunity to be a virtual assistant for somebody. And like I said, I'm, I'm a hustler, right? I want to figure out a way to make a dollar. So I said, I could be a virtual assistant. I didn't, I don't have that ego. I'm like, okay, why not? So I helped a a girl friend of mine or a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. And I was a virtual assistant for three months. And then that led me to the current woman that is my client. Um, and I'm not like a virtual assistant. It's like a business manager. But I say all that again to say, you would think, well, you were a VP. Why would you want to be a virtual assistant? But I learned a lot of things within that position that I also didn't have with the skill set of being a VP. And would you say you, throughout this time and all, you know, the things that have happened that you've been flexible, you know, you've had to be flexible with, I guess, your even your boundaries, right? To start just to start. But then over time, have your boundaries and your work expectations changed, you know? Yeah, Um, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, on both ends. So me putting down my ego or or not having an ego and humbling myself, right? And saying, look, I need to make money and I want to make money. Need is a loose word because my husband and I, thankfully, I was able, let me put that out there. I was able to step away the way I did because my husband and I had put ourselves in a position financially that I could. I had worked high level positions. So we saved and we did things. Mm -hmm. Did I need to work? Sure. I mean, we have things, but it wasn't like a, you know, like, oh my God. So that, that helped. And I put that out there because that's important to know. I didn't just say, yeah, I'm going to, you know, sure. (laughs) Um, But I still like to have money and, you know, we have a lifestyle and, um, I just want, I just, it's just in me. So yes, I, I had to humble myself and I had to let go of my ego. So that was on that end. And then that opened up to a, an array of software systems I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. introduced to and just other things and helping this business owners, helping me with my business, right. Seeing how the ins and outs of this woman who's starting her own business, or, or has been in business, but helping her grow, obviously, is only going to help me. That's what I believe, right. you know, so I let that go. And then my boundaries. Absolutely. I learned <laughs> now four months in 
I need to be particular with my time because I try to take on a lot. Mm-hmm. I had to, because we haven't discussed this yet, but I'm also a podcast host and uh-huh. I have my mom stuff that I do to help moms. And that takes a lot of time and it's not yet a, um, a revenue based or revenue income drawing business as of right. yet. Um, so I was like, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to drive myself crazy because yes, it is to that point. I could have had one job making a steady income, making all this money. Now I'm trying to get multiple clients. Yeah, different <laughs> skill sets. Mm-hmm, Correct. Mm-hmm. But even the need, right? Because people yeah. could look at you and say, well, why don't you just say at your job, you were making more than basically combined. Yes. But I didn't have the freedom I have. I and agree I with enjoy- you on that. I right? agree. And I think a lot of people do is it's the freedom aspect. It's the the passion, well, both passion and freedom, I feel mm-hmm. like, because yes, I, I'm in the same, well, sort of in the same boat as far as really going for my passion. Like, yes, I was making more money at my nine to five in which a lot of people are, or, you know, were at some point, but what drives us to continue the small business community and, and just the drive behind the small business owner is really the passion behind you know, everything and doing what you love, and, but having the flexibility to do it and not having a, a manager. And yes, we're fortunate to be able to, like you said, if it's doable for your family, maybe it's not doable yet. I've met a lot of small business owners that they have another mm-hmm. source of income and they're just starting up. So it's possible, but I would say not to get discouraged, right? I mean, even Correct. yourself, how we met, right? Could you talk a little bit how we met? Can you explain? Yeah, we met on Instagram and yeah. I think you had reached out to me, uh-huh. the little hustler in you. I was like, hey, I like what you're doing. And we just connected. And to yeah. me, I think that's what it's all about. So I would say to anybody out there, yes, don't get discouraged. Like I said, I'm four months in and great things have happened, but it's been a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of work. Like we were just saying, I could have had a nice job. Yes. Having benefits. And I need to, I need to look now at my hours and say, gosh, what's it kind of offset. But yes, I have the freedom. I have the, the passion for it. I'm helping multiple own- owners. I, I can do the things that I like to do, but it's hard work. You know, I'm being, I had to, to go back to set boundaries in mm-hmm. when I was going to record, when, when I was going to have meeting days, you know, what days were going to be completely off limits and say no at times. Mm-hmm. But yes, so you and I met, um, you reached out to me and said, Hey, I like what you're doing. Um, and then we, we went from there. And I think that's the beauty of it all. Cause I think had I not kind of taken a leap of faith, I don't know if that would have been, um, mm-hmm. cause I kind of had no choice. I think when yeah. you're, you're kind of backed up against the wall, you're like, you have no choice. And my husband did tell me if you're going to do this and you need to invest in yourself and join the chamber, which was an expensive investment, of but course. he's like, if you're going to do this and we have to do this. And he's like, and don't think Instagram. And I had told myself, I did not want me to meet customers from social media. Yeah. I had said that from oh, the that's, beginning. That's pretty, I ha- that's a new one. I haven't heard that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because usually I, people are just, you know, focused on just social media. I want to get on social media and I'm going to meet people. And, you know, they, they just have this vision that it's just going right. to magically happen and there's sales, there's money and it's just no. going to flow. But actually there's a lot more to it. As you can- it's a lot more. And I think <laughs> that made me realize because I was promoting my podcast. And again, as a hobby at first, until I started, okay, wait, I could do this with what I'm trying to do with my other motherhood stuff. Mm-hmm. I was tired mentally. I'm like, Oh wait, this is a lot of work. I don't have money to like really invest in a full like marketing team. 
I'm like, I'm, I'm mentally exhausted. And yes, there's content based, but mm-hmm. I am not a creator in that sense. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a creator in the business sense. I like numbers. I like spreadsheets. If we're doing an event, I like organizing. I like, I like that kind of operational stuff, yeah. creating stuff like that. No. Um, so if it's not joy, in, if it's not something I enjoy, it's going to, I, it's, I'm sure for a lot of people, like you just don't want to do it. And it's, I knew in order to be successful on Instagram or social media, you have to. Mm -hmm. So I made a promise with myself and I was like, okay, well, that's not going to be for me at least right now. So if it happens and I go viral, it happens. So my husband and I talked and I was like, I think I need to just concentrate on my community here first. Mm -hmm. And he said, exactly. Yes. He's like, you know, you're not think, you know, my job is accounting. Everyone might be accounting, not just someone in California. I could have someone down the street, a small business owner. So he's like, let's focus on your local stuff. And then, and that's what I did. And it's been wonderful. I mean, look, although my one virtual, the business manager client I have, she does live in Boston, mm-hmm. but we met through someone else. Right. However, though, like I joined the chamber, like I was like, yeah, let me concentrate because I knew I wasn't yet ready right? That's a boundary. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a come to Jesus terms moment mm-hmm. with myself to say, yeah, no, I'm not ready for that. And it's helped because it's eliminated me from having to post all the time on my consulting yeah. website. I don't need to, because I'm not trying to gain traction from that. I'm going to mm-hmm. check locally. I mean, of course, if someone finds me on there, oh, awesome. But I didn't want to have to rely on that to make it. Cause I know I probably would have driven myself crazy. I would say, yeah, I kind of went the same route you did, or at least in the sense of local, um, you know, I've been in business for a year and a half. Um, first I started off as, as a mom based community. I was really wanting to target moms. As we know, we, we've talked about this. Um, and you know, I thought that's where my passion was going to be and it was just going to be community and I was going to build a brand, which I still have created some of those things along the way, which is wonderful, but my real passion lies to service, you know, to service small business in the, I guess, behind the scenes to, to make a better, um, traction is behind the scenes and very tech savvy, the marketing, um, and strategy. So I'm kind of like you, a unicorn. I do a lot and I know a lot, but um, I'm creative and I like to use that to the best. Thank you um, to the best of my abilities. And sometimes there is a lack of creative resources, um, right? Like there's automation, there's email marketing that Mm -hmm. has the templates, but if you don't know how to use the templates and like the strategy behind it, a lot of people get lost, right? Like you can probably attest to that when maybe when you first started thinking about just what you're going to do for your business, you didn't necessarily know, you know, everything under the sun about that subject because it's not your passion, (laughs) right? It's just not where your um, expertise are. So for me, you know, I really love that. I could do it all the time, but it does take energy. Um, creativity is a lot of energy. Um, so I get drained too, um, just from trying to be creative and you can be very systematically or just outside of the box creative. Like there's so many forms of creativity that I, you know, want my listeners to begin to learn that, you know, it is, a very valued service and, you know, it should be respected in that sense of if you're not creative and you're seeking a creative, you know, you have to know like what 
goes into the process, you know? I think that's anything though. If you are good at something and you're not good at something else and you're bringing an expert in or someone in, that goes without saying. So if Mm -hmm. you're not good with numbers and you're hiring me, then yes, you have to appreciate and understand because it's not creative work, but to put the spreadsheet together that we were talking about offline Mm -hmm. that I did, that was time. That was energy to say, okay, how's this going to work in the formulas? So I think anytime someone is supporting you in something that you also don't know much in, or even if you do, but it's just supporting you. Yes. I think you have to appreciate, which goes to my initial point where if you have a team and there's people around you and supporting show the appreciation because mm-hmm. yes, it's your business. But according to the guy, Gary V, which I think we all know him, he's like <laughs> no one should want to work as hard as you in your business. Cause it is your business. They have a job to do their heart, you know, their hard work, but meaning like, their job is to do the job that you gave them. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone going even a step above that, then you have right. to show the appreciation because it's your business. So he was like, really, you should be. And I'm like, you know, it's so true because they're getting a check. So why would I expect everyone to be a star? Not everyone's going to be a star. Some people are just going to come in, they're going to clock in and out and that's it. And that's okay. I think sometimes it gets just lost in the sauce that I don't know. We can probably digress with that. But yes, to your point. Um, yeah, because it's something I advocate for. I'm a very big, very, very big employee advocate on many levels. Mm-hmm. Because again, I've been one of those um, who was a dedicated employee and the things that I've been told and not done. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Um, so I'm, I'm big on that. I'm really, really big that if you have a team and you have someone that's good, you know, let them know, treat them right. Yeah, agreed. Because I also find um, sometimes service providers, there's so many of us out there, right? Accounting business, you know, that support the online space. Let's just put it that way, supporting. And yes, sometimes there's their systems and their processes can be complex, but there's a reason, right? There's always a reason behind everything. And I've seen, especially this year um, for me and my business, is that sometimes people overlook what I may do and they don't really take the time even in a consultation call to learn more, which is really not hard to learn, right? We can Google things. You can read a website. I mean, it takes very little time and to see if that person initially could be the right fit. Um, you may be missing out. Like I, you know, personally researched a podcast editing company because I want to pursue that, you know, at a certain mm-hmm. level for my business. Um, so I took the time and I said, you know, what? I'm going to do this right. And, and I feel like I need that support at least to start. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll bring the creative aspects. So anyways, you know, I just, and, and you know, so and, to, mm-hmm. and to cut you in the, and it's okay if they're not, then, you know, they're not for you. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And, I, and to go to your question that you asked before, like, what have you learned in the boundaries? Well, that's mm-hmm. one of them, right. Of having to realize, um, I'll, I'll tell this other story before you kind of get into maybe yeah. some other questions. I had a client, a new client, I actually met them, which was awesome at a a happy hour mixer. And I gave them my card and they actually loved the fact that I did HR and I could help Mm. with possibly recruiting and accounting. So they wanted me to send a proposal. We had a, a call, an introductory call. Actually, we had two calls. I got all the information and I was like, oh my God, I'm actually sending out my first proposal. Cause you have to remember the one that I'm the bookkeeping client, that was a little separate. Mm-hmm. And then even my business manager is separate. So in this particular case, I had to actually send my own proposal. Um, and I did research. I was like, okay, they want recruiting. And I'm like, well, 
I don't want to just give any arbitrary number. I want to actually know where I'm coming from, even from my own. Am I shortchanging myself? So I took the time and I looked how much an hourly rate would be for a recruiter. This is a contracted position. So I had to account for, okay, well, on average, I'd be working about this many hours and maybe we did a three month contract. So I put all of that together and I send them an amount. And it was pretty big because it was a three month contract. Again, I'm yeah. working going to have to work. Recruiting is pretty serious. And again, but I compared to what was out there. And if I was a full-time person on their payroll, it would have equated to where they probably would have had to pay me more because of taxes and benefits Mm -hmm. and stuff. I sent it to them and she wrote back and she's like, this is unreasonable for what we're looking for. And I could have taken offense to that, but I said, okay. So I replied back and I said, just FYI, since you didn't ask where I came from the number, Mm -hmm. they didn't ask to find out why that number was the number that it was. I said, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. I said, however, I, I did research and, mm-hmm. if, and I broke it down. I was like, and if you had to pay this, it would have been this and this. And I, and I put some numbers and you would have had to pay almost more than whatever. What was there? She didn't reply back. Oh, she never replied back. Mm-hmm. And I was okay with that. I was okay. I actually, re- I actually was happy and thankful that I even got to put a proposal out. And I learned from that because I realized I never asked them their budget, mm-hmm. which I think is business 101. I should have asked them what their budget was to kind of, she would have said it's 200 bucks. So I'm like, yeah, not for recruiting. Sorry. You know, so I learned you would have I probably, tried- sorry, you would have probably stopped if you knew her budget and it wasn't a right Perfect. fit. You probably would have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or said, well, for recruiting, are you sure? Because this is, you know, whatever people, sometimes you have to pay recruiting companies 25%, depending on the position yeah. that you're looking for of their salary, you know? Um, so it was an educational moment for me. And at this point in my life, I always look for the silver lining. So I just looked for the silver lining in that and said, okay, was it meant to be? Would it have been nice to, for her to say, sure, absolutely. Cause she did say, if we go right with this then you know, we'll bring you on for accounting stuff. But I was like, okay, just wasn't meant to be. And I learned from it. Next time I'll ask what's your budget and a few other things before I put and take the time to put a very detailed research proposal together. I know I can relate on the proposal um, work, especially, you know, I find it interesting when people try and skip over that, uh, that question um, and they don't answer it. Because to be frank, you know, service providers provide a service. They don't provide something out of the box. Um, And sometimes it's very customizable. So, you know, I had that happen to me recently. And, you know, it was a learning experience, just like you. That's going to be honest. And I guess because I made maybe a slight mistake and being too friendly with this prospect. Um, And I think that's where it kind of took the wrong turn. And Mm -hmm. then they were starting to talk exchange services, which doesn't always work out if both parties are not in agreement. But if you are in that space and you want to exchange services, then it's great. Um, But when your expertise are needed and you see the need and you turn that light switch on, you're listening to the prospect on what they really need. They need that service. You know, I I would say go to find someone else or just, you know, sorry, this is not. So I learned that and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Like you said, I'm okay with that. Um, I wish they would have been more honest because I felt like this person was not honest and I was honest the entire time. I I don't know what it is, but people are just not business people, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, and again, that's okay. Like I can't even get mad. Like I always, you know, like, again, I think I'm just at a point in my life, like, okay, they weren't like, yeah, you can complain. Like why, why would you business? That is business. Some people just aren't going to be at that level. And it's like, okay, 
well, good. Thank you, God, for, you know, um, saving me because maybe this would have, you know, if she would have said yes, could have taken a wrong turn. So yeah, that's true. Works out in the end. Agreed. Agreed. So I want to dive in a little bit um, here, you know, into some more business oriented questions, you know, for my listeners, especially why um, a big question I have for you, because you've recently joined a co-working um, community. I'd love to hear about that. And, you know, why is it important to invest into yourself um, and your personal growth and development? Can you explain how the co-working space has helped you do that in the community? Yes. So um, I would say the last four months, and if I can give any advice to any of your listeners would be definitely invest in yourself if you can. I always joke and say when I had a full-time position, um, I'd invest in half the stuff that I'm investing in now, even with my <laughs> podcast and thing. And I had like a full-time, like making great money position. Then of course that goes and I'm like, oh, I should have had this, this. And I'm like, hello, you know, but you know, again, you live and you learn. So yes, invest in yourself. So funny enough, when I joined the chamber, one of the new businesses that was also joining the chamber, which was a shared co-op space. And the gentleman loved my story and being what I do with my mom's stuff and um, the consulting stuff. And he was like, if you ever need space, you know, to do any of your events, I have this office space, come check it out. And at the time they were like just doing renovations. So he was showing me the blueprints and we had just kind of had a good rapport. I was like, and I wasn't thinking it's space for myself. I was thinking, like I said, he said for my motherhood events that I have. Oh. Month, some months pass. He has a grand opening and I loved it, which is one of the perks of working with the chamber. They help you do your grand opening. Mm-hmm. So I went to his grand opening and it was beautiful. Another connection through the chamber. And this goes all back to, again, investing yourself because mm-hmm. this is what, just four months. Actually, no, I joined the chamber like May. So yeah. Okay. Like four months. Yeah. May, June. Um, my chamber buddy, uh, mentor, ambassador, as they call them, mm-hmm. her and I clicked and she's an older woman and she's just been amazing. And she decided to create or help to create this like professional initiative um, between her, myself and two other people that we know. Huh. And prior to that, though, with the office space, um, I was like, you know, I'm working so you know, at that time I had gotten my bookkeeping client and I was running all over the place. I have a four-year-old or soon to be four-year-old and I had to change my recording times and I was just all over the place. And there were times where I just needed peace and quiet. And I was going to like the coffee shops and certain things. And I'm like, gosh, I'm spending some money almost every day or every other day. Whenever I go to these coffee shops to sit and work, I'm being distracted, even though it was nice. So again, at the grand opening, me and this woman, me and this gentleman who I've now built this rapport, I was like, how much is it? I never asked. I assumed it was too much. He's like a hundred bucks. And I was like, that's it. And he's like, yeah, per month. He's like, and you get this, 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 it's open 24 seven for you. There's a wonderful phone booth that I'm in now that's soundproof that I could do all my podcast recording. And I said, yes. And then me and this woman, Lynn, um, with the initiative that we're creating, we then decided to rent the space. So now we all kind of uh, do the professional package. So it's not just me. We rent oh, okay. it together, but there's conference rooms. And yeah, so I would say for that, ask. If you think something's too expensive, just ask and invest in yourself. So when, remember, I'm a numbers girl. So I really broke down the numbers and said, all right, if I'm spending X amount on food, I love to eat. So not only am I getting a coffee, but I'm probably getting breakfast. When I add it, I'm like, I'm actually saving money because mm-hmm. the co-op space has coffee and people yes. bring food in. Like it's just saving. It's just right there. 
I'm considering, I asked you that too. And for my listeners, cause I'm considering, um, also joining a co-working space in my area, um, in San Diego, California. Um, I've been following them for a while on social media and, you know, checked out their website and potentially going to do a tour. So I'm really excited, um, to, you know, to get into that space. Um, and that's part of my plan for next year. Um, you know, nice. I really, really want to dive deep and meet some new connections besides the chamber. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So the people here, there's so many people that come in and out. I was like one of the first ones because I kind of come in in the morning and at night because I have my client during the day and the weekend. So there's like random people at night, but we've like gotten close. And one Mm -hmm. of the events I had, they're like, yeah, I'll come. It just has a sense of community that you really can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I love it. So next I want to go into, you know, dive into a little bit about your challenges, Nicole. Um, what challenges have you encountered, you know, within your first year of business, really? Has there been any in particular that you're still working on? If I'm honest, well, I've been honest, but I guess not honest. That's always the wrong word. But if I'm open would probably be time management, um, which is why I had to get really particular and really set boundaries with my time, because Mm -hmm. that has been, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, but, and I'll, I'll put this out here because I'll be very transparent. I had told my husband, I'm like going into the fourth, fourth quarter. I really wanted to practice self-care and not just talk mm. about going to the gym for a couple of days a week, you know, because I'm pulled in so many directions. And now that I'm seeing my businesses and so many great things are coming my way and so many great opportunities, I'm like, I need to be at my hundred percent, not only for my businesses, but obviously my family, right? Mm-hmm. My son is getting older we have conversations and he's like, you have to go back out again, right? Because I'll be with my client. I'll come home. Sometimes I have to record a podcast. Again, I've been particular with the days, but sometimes I'll have a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday mm-hmm. um, because I'm trying to record as many. So time management has been key. And one of those things to get me right, I hired a fitness coach, um, actually right. one of my guests on my show and not only fitness, she does mind, body, soul, everything. So we're, we're going to, I think I'm going to have her probably till the end of the year. Cause she's like, look, I'm going to give you the tools. I could even do a month, but I was like, no, I think I want to go into the end of the year and I'm actually going to see a therapist. Oh, I actually wow. made an appointment to Amazing. see a therapist. Yeah. Um, I still suffer from some of my postpartum stuff and I mm-hmm. think it's still there. It still lingers mm-hmm. not as much as it did, but it's, it's there. Yeah. Um, and I realized when I do get overwhelmed, I kind of snap. And I'm like, I'm trying to, like I said, I know this is going to grow on all different levels. My mom's stuff, my consulting, the initiative that I just joined. I'm on a committee, a DE, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee that I've been a part of for six years. I want to take that opportunity and continue to grow with them. I've done presentations for them. But again, these are all things that take time, take energy, um, that can be mentally exhausting. So I'm like, what do I need to do? for Nicole to be at 110%. And I was like, okay, well, I need a fitness coach, but not just mm-hmm. like, yep, we're going to the gym and you're going to do reps. No, that was really going to invest the time doing journaling with her, holding me accountable mm-hmm. and then seeing a therapist to be like, okay, let me work through still some of the trauma, not trauma. Cause I, I had a, a wonderful birth, but the postpartum, whatever, yeah. whatever that trauma was like after my son came and whether it was work or all the things that kind of went through um, that first year of when he was born. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I think, you know, a lot of listeners should take it as an example that it's okay to ask for help. And as much as we may be afraid or, you know, to take that next step and ask for it, it's really 
probably what you need (laughs) is just to take that little step forward and ask for the help, get in that direction that you want to go, because I can attest for that too. Self-care is so needed. Like I, at the beginning of when I started my business, I was really into self-care in fitness and, and then it started to dwindle a little bit, you know, slow down. Now I'm picking it back up. But again, that's because I did a lot of inner work and boundaries, you know, it it took some time, but I'm getting back. (laughs) And that's the thing before my son came, oh, I was doing high intensity interval trainings. Like I was fit. I, I know better. I know better. I know how I'm supposed to eat, but again, managing that time. And I've been obsessed with, you know, no, I have this client and making this and how can I make this? And I should, yes, I'm going to say yes. So I've been saying yes to everything. And I'm like, okay, no, let's start saying no, let's really focus your energy. And then when I really looked at the work and I'm like, no, I need someone to hold me accountable. And I probably should have someone that I can talk to Yeah. with all of this overwhelmingness because great things are coming. And I think, you know, when great things come, sometimes we can come, you know, to that moment so fast and you hear people getting depressed and you hear of this. So it's kind of like, I'm trying to nip it before mm-hmm. it kind of goes no, to that. Side. I love that. And I think it goes with business too. You know, if you need help, like, don't be afraid to ask for help or at least do some of the legwork, you know, and just see, and, and like you, I love the spreadsheet idea, you know, map it out. How is it going to work? If you got the help, because a small Outsource. business, and outsource exactly exactly small business is not an easy it's not easy to run you know and successfully and be in the the positive right on the counting side be in the positive not the negative um and i hear that all the time uh is that like how do i manage this how do i balance this out like i'm just doing it myself and it's just the help, right? Just ask for help. That's the best advice I could give. Um, and whatever that is, if it's, if it's something you're struggling mentally, if there's something mm-hmm. you're struggling physically, you know, ask for the help. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and so, yeah, basically that's your main challenges is time management. sounds like any other challenges that you have. I know you're building a mom community. Yeah, no, honestly, my biggest thing has been time management. The opportunities are there and I'm super, super thankful for them. Again, it's been hard work. I've, I've done a lot of this grassroots style Mm -hmm. of reaching out to people, even with my podcast, how many DMS, Hey, I have a podcast. You want to come on? Um, and I actually am super, super thankful because just recently I interviewed two of like I, my fangirl moments of uh-huh. accounts that I follow uh-huh, um, that uh-huh. are super big. And I would never think in a million years they would say yes. And they did. One of them will be airing next week and the other one will be airing, I think, sometime in October. Oh, wonderful. And I told them both. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love you. Um, so like, but I, but again, it's been two years in. I've done the legwork. How many times I've had to reach out to people. So I've built my confidence. So I, I would really say the time management because I, I am I am thankful for all of the opportunities. And even the, the client said, no, it was a learning experience. Right. So yeah. that's not really a challenge. It's just the normal growing. It's time management. That's it. I <laughs> how do it. I how yeah. do I manage my meals and do this and do this and still keep a sanity about myself. Yeah. So for all you listeners out there, time management is golden. You know how to conquer that. Everyone's unique, right? Everyone's going to have a different challenge and a different way to solve that challenge, but it's worth taking the time to address the absolutely. So, um, 
So I want to close out our conversation for today. Um, well, first off, I want to thank you so much for joining the season one of the Small Business Strategy Podcast. We've built a wonderful relationship, a business relationship, and also friendship that I want you know my listeners to know. We have a journey on how we met, right? And ultimately, I love other people hearing your story as a business owner because it's so, so important to hear the story behind every business owner. <laughs> so um, I have some empowering, I have an empowering card question for you. Nice. Yeah, I love um, empowering women, um, which I do still um, have an active uh, working mom account, which I do a little bit on there. <laughs> so I'm going to pick one out for us. Um, what good decisions have I made recently? And it's just a two part. What did I learn that I can apply to future decision making processes? What would be the therapist and the fit? I literally that just happened this week. Amazing. I, I told my husband Monday, I was like, I think I need to talk to someone. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, because at first I was like, do we need marriage counseling? My husband and I have been together 10 years. We've been married for five mm-hmm. And I was like, I think it's me though. Even though, you know, and he's like, well, yeah. it could be me too. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, but I think I, I'm a firm believer. I'm like for us to change um, and to kind of, I was like, I think I need to really dive deep. So yeah, it's been, pro- it, it all just happened. And then I, I just on contract with the fitness coach this week as well. And I think I reached out to her Monday or over the weekend. I'm one of those people, like when I say I'm going to do something, like I do it, especially if I'm like, you know, like set on it. Um, so I would say that, and then as far as what I've learned is, yeah, not to, I guess I haven't learned anything from it yet because I'm I'm just not going to go into, but what I've learned with that process is when you put yourself first in anything, because I think I had doubts of that too. And I was like, Mm -hmm. why, like, what would therapy do other than helping you? Mm -hmm. What would hiring a fitness coach do other than helping you? Um, but again, I think we're so afraid, well, should I spend money on that? But yet we'll buy something meaningless. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to development or looking inward, for some reason, you know, we, we get a little nervous or scared. So what I've learned, is just, you know, you shouldn't, you know, just go with it because taking care of yourself is never a bad thing and shouldn't be an afterthought. I love that. And then on the, the phrase on the other side is I trust in myself to make the right choices. Okay. Oh, I love it. There you go. Yeah. Like it just wraps up all in what you're saying. And like, I, I love these cards because, you know, most of the time I do pick it randomly by the way, but they intertwine with our conversation, you know, and everybody's different. So I love that. that. Thank you. I recommend, you know, having a set of affirmation cards or, you know, little Mm. uh, memos on your desk. Oh yeah. I have it on my, my, Mm -hmm. um, bathroom mirror that I see. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us. Um, I look forward to, you know, many more conversations and connecting again with you soon. Yes. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. This has been an honor. Congratulations on season one. I'm on season four, excuse me, episode 64. So I I know what it was coming on from way back when and how I felt. So, oh gosh, congratulations. I wish you, <laughs> thank you, you know, light and, and love and all of that great stuff. And thank you for having me on. And, thank you know, thankful for us meeting and for the relationship that we're creating. Yes, thank you. Bye. Have a good one. The big part of business growth is taking strategic action and keeping your mindset and vision on track. 
Strategy is the core foundation of my business processes and this podcast. This is not your average business podcast. I'm here to build a small business community. Season one will kick off with six purpose-driven interviews with small business owners. I dive deep into their journey as a business owner, discuss their business challenges and strategies. I'm so excited to share their powerful stories with you all. My name is Jacqueline Farkas, founder of Social Marketing Boutique. Join us and hit the subscribe button today.